0: Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and
1: service for justice and peace. Our speaker today is Harriet Hury Renvig. I'm repeating this because this service is recorded. She's an ethnomusicologist, health care and disability rights advocate, mother of two and longtime member of Arlington Street Church where she's on the worship committee. She continues to teach voice, German, and Hindi privately while managing her co-op house. Even with all the above-mentioned commitments, people, music, and writing are central to her life. She maintains that being blind since age 12 has opened more doors than it has closed Harriet welcomes any and all questions, whether related to the life experience of being blind or any other of her interests. And her sermon is entitled Leaf of Faith Welcoming the Unknown. Harriet Urey.
0: Good morning. (laughs) What? You turned down Radcliffe? My headmistress's voice was controlled, but sticky with frustration, bordering on anger. Now, you, you wanted to go to Radcliffe as your first choice, and what about the University of Pennsylvania? They both have such excellent foreign language programs. Well, well, but Mrs. E, I, I went to Antioch College over spring break. They called me for five interviews, and Those interviews went amazingly well. And besides that, I learned that I could have work experience under their work-study program and spend an entire year studying, working, and traveling in Europe during the five-year course of study. Radcliffe is only offering me five years slow-track, purely academic study. Well. Have they accepted you yet? No. I think you're quite foolish, but the deed is done, she said in a resigned tone. I wish you the best of luck. Fortunately for me, I was accurate in my assessment. The Antioch Admissions Committee had accepted me, and the reason for the five interviews was because At least in known history, they hadn't accepted a blind student before, and they wanted to be convinced that it would fit my abilities, and I would want to do that program. So in this case, faith was really uh, born out of my youthful passion and commitment. I knew what I wanted, and I made choices that made sense to me. Now, carrying out and fulfilling a vision is not so simple, oftentimes, and often a struggle in a sort of adversity and isolation. So it was for my former housemate and dear friend. She had to listen to a damning conversation over and over. Mary? You go to medical school. You have two minor children. You crazy. Besides that, I'm your husband. You have to be here and take care of me. Mary answered quietly, sometimes. You've clearly forgotten your promise. When I was 17 and in Italy, studying pre-medical, you promised me you would support me through medical school whenever I got to it. Needless to say, her husband's negative view never changed. And beyond my comprehension, Mary fought through all obstacles, including her immune-challenged four-year-old son's medical problems, to get placement in medical school in the ABC islands and take her two sons with her, with minimal resources, but extraordinary faith that she would find whatever she needed. Sometimes isolation can take the upper hand. And another very dear friend and I must say I'm grateful to all the friends who allowed me to share their stories today, told me and spoke thus. My days and weeks seemed to just grow darker and darker. Late one night, my head was filled with two shouting voices, one, giving me all the reasons I should kill myself. And there was no purpose in living. And the other, recounting all the reasons I need to live and have something to give. The noise seemed to ever increase. I was just frightened. In a lightning moment of clearness and clarity, I thought, oh, I should call my therapist right now. Then I looked at the clock. It was 3 a.m. I can't do that. Uh, I can write myself a note and stick it on the mirror in the bathroom. I do believe I will look myself once in the eye directly before I say goodbye to this life. Somehow the note went up. Somehow she lay down for a few moments and sleep took her away. She woke in the morning and she saw the note and she called her therapist. And that thread of human connection carried her back into life and to us. What is it that nourishes our faith to grow? our faith and trust in life, in each other, and in ourselves. Is it the reaching out for help? In the face of the fact that we're taught from early childhood that self-sufficiency is the only way to prove we're actually adult. Or is it when we rise to the immediate crises that come up, which allows us to tap into energy, endurance, and strength we never knew we had? Think of 9-11 and the thousands of everyday citizens who were there to care for and support the many, many bereaved, terrified, and displaced people who needed so much, far beyond what governmental aid channels could provide. These kinds of support almost seem easy to us, but whether we are the rescuer or the rescued, The loving bond of human connection transforms us. Then to take another look. Faith in ourselves is always a big question. Faith and openness to what we don't know and life will throw anything in our laps at any moment in time. Consider if you or I were faced with a sudden onset of disability, a long-term or terminal illness, what would bring us to reach out and actually get the support we need? I have to tell you that as a blind individual, the easiest way to ask is when there's an immediate necessity for something physical. And then, when friends, family members, or even strangers respond positively to us, think of it. Isn't there some odd mingling within us of shock? and surprise, and of course, gratitude. I noticed this richly when our dear teacher, Bob, director of the music program at my daughter's elementary school. In two short years, he rejuvenated the string program. It was expanding, It's exciting he was diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease. Sadly, this was no surprise to him because his mother, too, had had Lou Gehrig's. Bob was very positive and very public about his condition, and with the support of his cane or from the wheelchair, he continued to teach as long as he could. Early on, the entire school community and his musician community rallied to support him and his wife, Ginny, through all the transitions and all the issues that they faced. Bob, too, chose to make public and to also write about the progression of his disease, and the remarkable experiences that brought to him his friends and family. He named his blog The Turtle Journals. Ginny's and Bob's challenging journey lifted us out of the dread and fear that we normally expect, and into the incomparable experience of the privilege of taking care of and supporting them, and observing them living life to the fullest, right up to the end of Bob's life and beyond. Again, What other kinds of faith, what other kinds of doubt? When sudden changes occur, when we are challenged with life decisions, and the choice is really frightening. My job is not going well, my friend Lee said, I'm sure I'm going to be fired, or I need to resign. His boss's boss called him in. You've been working for well over a decade with us, you know, and you've done excellent work. But in your last design and the current one, your efficiency has significantly decreased. Is there a personal situation that may be contributing to this? Silence hung between them for an incalculable moment. Yes, Lee forced himself to say. Yes, there is. I am grappling with depression. And even though I have been getting myself treated, clearly I need to reevaluate and take other steps. I enjoy very much the part of my design work which has me working on the bench. And it's not stressful when I am there. I have an unusual request I'd like to be considered for a technician position. Because even though I realize the salary is much less, so also will be the stress. Lee's boss's boss's face relaxed. You're correct. Taking care of your health and the quality of your life is your first priority. I will take your request to upper management. Lee was engulfed with relief and yet loss. He confided in me, I have no idea how my future will unfold. I'm losing my identity, my lifelong work identity, as an engineer. And yet, some fraction of me knows this was the only choice to be made die is cast. These are a few stories of our growing and expanding our faith. Faith to nourish our dreams. Faith to teach us to lovingly be present for each other in mutual support. Courage and faith to face life changes of every kind. Look around you. Each of us is on a journey, with or without faith at this moment in time, feeling courageous or not. But each of us, mostly unconsciously, may be giving and all of us can be receiving if we're open to it it can become an effortless circular flow of our bond of connection amen thank you for listening to this week's podcast we would love to hear from you via email at office at ascboston.org